This is Out of Formation, Episode 2, Ducks Fly Together. This week on Out of Formation... I still think that's the, that's the fix for Cray. Just give him a unicorn with some sort of armor-piercing, goring charge attack. Epic Cray will have a unicorn. Yes, it'll be awesome. Welcome to Out of Formation, podcasting for privateers. I'm your host, Mutton, and with me today are... Wes Spartacus. What's 82? Uh, negative 9. And Dylarm. Awesome, and now we're finally getting on to the topic of the day, Signar. And we're just going to start with a nice quick overview of all of the models in Signar, mostly at least... And we're just going to talk about general strategies and tactics and what we think of them. To start off, it's going to be the Buffbot and Glorified Journeyman Prime Striker. Now, this guy is just probably to me the most boring warcaster in all of Signar. Because all you do really is upkeep three spells and then either allocate or earthquake. And against Menoth, you upkeep three spells and allocate every turn. There's just there's no real trick to it. It's not very powerful, and he's got a defensive feat that basically requires you to force your opponent to come to you to even use. He's just not that good from what I see, and I really haven't seen anybody use him otherwise in any tournaments. Well, well the, uh, if we're talking about Prime Strike, uh... the trick I see with him is that really he has Scar's feed, like Epic Scar's feed, but it's a trade-off. I mean, Epic Scar, you get the Actually, not even Epic Scars. What am I talking about? I'm lying through my teeth. <laughs> it's freaking Prime Scar. Normal yeah, you get Scar. The, the buff of defense. You get the buff of defense, and you get the buff of uh, strength. But it's a trade-off. No, you don't even get the uh, buff of strength with hips you paid for Striker, which it's like okay, so you don't have to spend five life, which you don't really care about anyways, because most assassination strategies take you from full to zero. You just get five armor for everybody. You don't even get the five strength, so you can't crush anything. You can basically run to engage and hope they don't hurt you. Yep, and the uh, the other problem I see these days is uh, all his defensive things are ignored by uh, most of Retribution, mainly the, the Mage Hunter Strike Force. You know, you put Blur on the uh, the Stormblades and you hope they'll uh, survive into combat. No, the uh, Mage Hunter will shoot you at Defense 12 anyways. And Arm 15, unless you feed it. It's, uh hate it. Yeah, but the Mage Hunter well, Strike Force is a whole different thing altogether. We really shouldn't get into it right now. <laughs> okay, let's just establish that we all hate Mage Hunters and move on from there. I think they're fine. Yeah, okay. Comparing any sort of a buff you get to what happens when Mage Hunters shoot them is kind of like pretending that the buff wasn't there to begin with. Yeah, the, the, the problem with... Str- oh my god, that buff sucks because Mage Hunters ignore it. The problem with Prime Strike... Well, not just a and it's a retribution niche. He doesn't do much. Nice. Arcane Shield is nice, but you've got Juniors. Okay, you've got two Arcane Shields out. Which, I mean, it's nice to have in your jacks to boost them up above Kedorian strength, but it's not amazing. Snipe is a great spell, but it feels like all of our guys are balanced around already having Snipe. And then Blur, I mean, Blur is great. Blur is actually, I'm going to say, probably the best of all those. Plus three defense against range actually lets your Storm Nouns make it across the field. An Earthquake is really good, 
if it wasn't for Shakeoff and the Covenant. The Covenant just wrecks it, and you're going to see so much Menoth at tournaments right now that it's almost not worth it. He's just not a very solid caster, especially what? because his main target for Arcane Shield Mark One Storm Lances have been horribly toned down. You can't you can't talk about the you can't uh, compare him with the, like Menoth. You know the Covenant's going to screw over everything because you know it's Menoth. I mean he's still I think Striker has a lot of options and he has a lot of he has a spell for every occasion. You know I don't I don't understand why people call him vanilla. I'd call him well balanced. He's not like over tuned towards any one thing. You miss out on the other thing is that you look at what he has a ranged magical attack now that's not directly tied into him casting a spell. Outside of Minoff Jacks and, you know, superiority things and the spider jacks from Kriggs, he can knock things down, then disrupt them and keep them from being shaken off. Well the problem there is that it's a range ten pistol, which means he has to be within ten inches of them. About ten inches of their front line. That's generally striker gets gibbed Range. He's definitely a support. Yeah, master. the way I've always seen Prime Striker right now is there's really good, no good reason not to take Epic Striker over him, because Epic Striker just has so much extra utility that he just doesn't have in Prime form. Yeah, I mean, I think I actually They're think totally that, different uh, models. I mean, to give a shout out to Gun Major in training, he actually wrote a fairly tactic about uh, Prime Striker. The problem was there was just nothing to write because he's so straightforward, and boring, and he's just a buff bot. If you know how to use your army really well. It won't really matter. Prime Striker will just make them all a little bit better, and I guess you'll be able to win. But there's just better choices out there. I mean, he's 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 not as bad as Darius or perhaps Cray. Cray pre Sentinel and Cyclone. I'm I'm not exactly sure how I want to say how Cray is, but he's he's not as bad as Darius. That's hard. You have to you have to know your army. Striker forces you to know your army because he typically cannot put the killing blow on himself outside of soft and moderate or guests who aren't casting focus. Yeah. He's pure attrition. I'm glad in Mark 2 they finally gave him match 7 to make him somewhat better than he was in Mark 1, which is straight 6s uh, all around. Oh, the thing about uh, match 7 is it's one of those things like, hey, look, he is match 7. But if you've got him in melee, it's he's power 13. He's not going to be doing much. It's like, oh, he disrupted a Warjack. So it only gets two swings at him next turn to try and smack his face in. Yeah, and really, all disruption mostly saves you from, in a lot of cases like that, is it stops the charge. I mean, you don't get to spend focus for it, but there's so many free charge abilities out there anyway that a charging juggernaut that doesn't spend focus to do the charge is still going to punch your face in, so it won't matter. Any closing remarks on Prime Striker before we move on to his epic form? Uh, I like him, but I'm probably the only one here. I like him also, but I... If I'm going to go to a tournament, I am going to bring Epic Striker. Let's the two cast tournament, then I'm bringing. You know, Sparty, I'll Prime tell you Striker. the same thing. I'll tell you the same thing about Prime Striker that you told me about Fiona the Black. You put together a Prime Striker list and then just show me how awesome he is and just house the crap out of me, and I'll believe you that he's still a good model. All right, deal. Okay, I'll, I'll he, he's an attrition caster and play with him some more. I think he's third tier. He'll be good in two caster games. He's a buff bot, but that's really always been good for. Now. My man, Epic Striker, who I actually just had uh, two nights ago blow himself up on the overcharge. I think Epic Striker is a clear first-tier <laughs> caster, especially because he has the greatest spell in the game now, Rebuke. No! Yeah. But, you know, I, uh, of all players, I enjoy the fact that Striker has overload, not because he gets, oh my gosh, extra strength, but because every single time I've seen it used, he's exploded. <laughs> You must only watch That's my games. Then. He peed in his spacesuit. 
<laughs> he peed on the technical stuff. But yeah, I I think that Epic Striker is good because he's got one of the greatest buffs in the game in positive charge in terms of offensive buffs. Just because you're giving a plus two, plus two to hit and damage to everybody within reach of a jack. And that's that's just amazing. It allows me to completely counter Mordecai's feet yesterday and just demolish a whole bunch of defense 16 Ferox. It's his rebuke, of course, is an amazing spell, even with focus six. Deflection's great. Lightning Storm is exceedingly mediocre. And Velocity, combined with Rissle, allows him to get off 19-inch charges with overcharge, allowing to him to insta-shot, one-shot Terminus. I, I think he's great. I think he's amazing. I think the only problem is that I roll 665 on his overcharge damage. <laughs> uh, that's great. He's a really, really sexy caster. I love him a lot. I don't. I haven't played him much in Mark uh, Mark One, but I really liked him. Well, I liked playing Magnus against him. It was really gratifying killing him with Epic Magnus. So I'm really glad he's in the game. He, he's a very fun like caster. As far as Epic Striker goes, though, Epic Striker has a lot of utility to him, though. He has just an awful lot of stuff that you get to do with him that, you know, like we were talking about earlier, Prime Striker just doesn't have access to it. That he just doesn't do. I like him because he fills the roles of assassin, attrition. And he can, you know, get in there and mix it, get in there and mix it up, without going for assassination. Someone brings in a couple jacks. Striker can literally kill two jacks and turn by himself. Taken if he's overcharging to do that much damage to jacks, he's probably going to explode rather fast. Well, I feel the trick there is if you've got like a weak caster and you've got a jack farther away from their front lines, or you could form the lines up around him again. It's worth it to overcharge. But the thing is. The thing I love most is he makes Stormguard useful just because his feet that position well for the electric leaps and just utterly decimate enemy infantry forces with Mat 9 POW 14s. The way his feet works is it sets you up for a first strike most of the time, too. Especially with Stormguard with their freaking rage and crap. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking over his spell list now. I see what you mean. I, I didn't really realize it before, but yeah, he does have a lot more utility over Striker. He has stuff he does almost as well, and stuff he does far better. And Velocity lets him hit him plane striker. You can charge in, smack something, Velocity six inches away, or you can move it. You can aim Velocity up and shoot, move up, shoot Velocity away. It's just such a great versatile spell for movement. And it's cheap at one focus for two inches. Probably, would y'all say he's probably the best, like, melee assassination, like, personal melee assassination caster, aside for maybe... Like, he's up there with Terminus, I think. He can go super far and hit super hard. I'd say he's the best against War Machine. He's probably not the he's not the best against Hordes just because they can transfer off that one huge hit. Yeah, that's hit. true. And that's what he's about. He's about one, maybe two huge hits. Which is why he's he's generally not my first choice. He can make a bunch of hits, though, well, with if, high strength. I mean, as long as he has focus, right? Or is it just if you're going hits? at 17 inches away, you're already using three focus up to uh, velocity, and then you're, he's only mat 7, so you're either having a positive charge to boost him up to mat 9, pal 17 base, or you're having to boost a hit, often both. So, even just positive charging, you're already down to 2 focus. He just does so much for his army. It's like he's a really good he's a really good support caster, the way that he's built, just looking at his spell list by itself. And it's not like he's just... A, a solid support caster and does nothing else. Like Steven said, he actually can, you know, step in there and do something besides just kind of toss, toss a couple upkeeps out there, buff his 
force and leave. Thing is, you don't. It's not necessary that you charge them that 17-inch monster charge every turn. That's the that's the beauty of epic strikers, like you, like Dyler said. If you don't need to make that assassination charge, you got armor 20 storm nouns walking with the arcane with uh, arcane shield and deflection up. Armor 20, armor 20, um, two on the storm lances. He's got Magnum's a Magnum's a great gun now, you know. Pile, what is it? Pile twelve, rate of fire two. Yeah, it is. So you know you can literally disrupt two jacks a turn with it. Velocity over to the next side. Okay, then finishing remarks on Epic Striker. I think he's top tier. I think he's one of Signar's four best casters. He's got everything that he needs to be there. He's got a solid def- offensive denial, offensive punch, crazy assassination vectors, and hits like a truck. Oh yeah. Okay. Plus he can uh, get two. Plus, he can, in scenarios, you can pop his feet to get people where you need them to faster, too. Yep. Okay, next up, everyone's most hated warcaster in Mark 1, Prime Haley. What's our thoughts on <laughs> her with her evil, evil temporal barrier? I feel that she's still kind of a uh, one trick pony. Yeah, uh, you know, the if anyone has seen the, the Mark 2 rulebook... Uh, Haley's pose, kind of looking away from the battle. I say that back towards Mark One. That's why she can't focus. She's depressed. Yeah, I mean the problem right now is I feel like she's just a bit. You either casting temporal barrier each turn, which is to eating up half your focus, since you do have a squire with her, and then you're either allocating and using dead eye, or you're casting chain lightning and upkeeping arcane shield. It's just it's kind of the same problem as Prime Striker, except Temporal bow- Barrier is so much more powerful than any of his stuff. Temporal bowels. That you just want to use it. Although Scramble, of course, is completely and utterly horrible right now. I don't know how it made it through the field test. I think she's going to be a second-tier caster, just because a lot of armies still can't deal with Temporal Barrier. But I don't think she's going to be top-tier, just because it's such a one-trick pony. Yeah, I'm gonna throw in my hat about scramble. About scramble, I, I agree. I don't see how it made it through the field test, being expensive as it is and having almost no negative effect on your on your opponent. You either give them more movement or they walk back and they charge you again next turn. But temporal barrier still is a pain for a lot of armies to deal with. I've, in the field, in the horse field test, I've uh, char- I tried against her with uh, the troll force and it's still a shooting gallery for them to try to slog through temple barrier uh, but chain lightning is still one of signar's top spells to uh, on paper is, it looks like a spell that was completely 100 percent designed to work on jacks that were somehow floating around inside your opponent's lines when the jacks are usually either off by themselves or in front of the rest of the troops I mean, if you had a Lancer just kind of wandering around in the middle of the force, then it's not going to really do much. You have to rely on a deviation, otherwise you just give your opponent extra speed. Yeah, um, you know, I've I've played against her, and I've actually used her a couple times testing her on Vassal. And, uh, you know, I don't get her. She has a great spell list, uh, a great feat, but somehow it just doesn't win games. I've actually never seen her win in... Mark II, and it's kind of a mystery to me because on paper she looks amazing. Okay, what I really feel that her problem is, as I said, it's one trick 
candid, but once you start going against against say a retribution list that is heavy shooting like Invictors, who are going to laugh off Chain Lightning with their arm seventeen, or say a solid stealth list, she just doesn't have that much going for. Her. I mean, gun mages are nice, but you go up against Eskar and Bane thralls at arm seventeen, and they're not doing much. You go against a cov a coven list with occultation throwing around. She's they're just not doing much against a whole bunch of Bane knights. Overall, it it seems like she's too much of a one-trick pony to really stay heavily competitive in a meta that has been adapting around an even more powerful Tempora Barrier for the past couple years. I think that she's going to make a solid second-list caster if you have a list that's going to have trouble with a heavy melee component, but you so you want to have your second-list able to counter it. But she's just not going to do that well as your primary caster. I've had some limited success in hitting Minoth Jacks with Scramble to get them out of uh, enliven range so I could surround the Jack and keep it from enlivening away. But other than that, Scramble's just not very good. Okay, then. Closing thoughts on Prime Haley? I think we pretty much discussed all there is. She's not very complex. She's got one powerful spell. So, now on to Epic Haley. The, the new most hated cast bum, bum, fight... Bum. She is evil, with a feat that basically steals your entire turn, with Deceleration, which is an insanely good anti-range spell, with Temporal Acceleration, able to throw a jack all the way down the field, Telekinesis, Time Bomb, Domination, oh dear lord, she's just amazing. I mean, wow. Yeah, remember how we were talking about Prime Striker not doing enough? I think we found the caster that does too much. She beat him up and stole his spells. And you can see it just in how her feet is. It, the fact that she does so much is reflected in the fact that her feet does way too much. If you chopped her feet in half and gave each part to feet. a different caster, it arrived. She has two feet. just fine. Well, the thing is with her feet is I think if it just lost the activation order thing, it would be perfectly fine as a feat because it's still a you-lose-a-turn feat, which are brutal. But uh, the entire fact, sometimes some armies don't even care about the you lose a turn because of they're too shooty or already in melee, and other armies don't really care that much about the activation order, but there are some which just screws so hard, like Menoth, but you know what? I'm fine with that. But if she like lost the activation order part, I really wouldn't cry. She'd still be top tier with an amazing spell list, an amazing bond. And of course, an amazing ability in replication. Yeah, she, uh, like I said, she has two feats in one. But you know, after the field test, she did get a slight nerf. I think after much complaining, uh, I think uh, you're going to have to help me with which spells happened. It happened with, but deceleration went to... to not being an upkeep, and temporal acceleration became model instead of model unit. Thank God. That's right. And that was actually a really big nerf because you couldn't have that on, like, Storm Nouns. And uh, I've played against her a few times since then, and I've actually lost only, I think, once to her. I, I, have, a, I have a successful win record against them, her. Uh, granted, it wasn't against just expert opponents, but uh, I, I, she's definitely extremely powerful, but I don't know if I'd call her broken besides her feet right now. Yeah, I just say she's top tier. Well, part of the thing that really ticks me off about the way her feet works is it's a whole lot of politicking that happens on the side of the board. It really makes everybody just really angry at each other, you know, you and your opponent. Because then you get into, well, can I activate this? No, you can't activate this. You have to activate that first. 
Okay, I activated that. Can I activate this now? No, now you have to activate that thing. I've gotten to the point whenever somebody runs up a Kaylee against me, I make them give me a list during their turn when they pop the feet. Okay, this is what activates in this order. Because it just cuts down on a whole lot of the politicking. I'm serious, it sucks. Yeah, and trying to get them like, oh, you don't want to activate that unit, reverse psychology. I like her because she makes every jack in the Signal Army good. She does, she has something to do for every one of them. Centurion too slow, bonded. Oh, now it's speed six. Needs to go faster. Temple acceleration. Needs to go faster than that. Telekinesis. Uh, having problems hitting. Telekinesis turning around. Zoom. Can't get it up. Telekinesis. Oh yeah, it's the reason she's the pole dancer, Haley. Okay then. Also she, uh, also she, she takes uh, she takes the, your enemy's spells. You can use them against them often better than they can. I actually had a match a couple of days ago against um, Adeptus Ron, and he used Force Hammer. And you know when you bring it with Haley, Haley, if you're bringing the Squire, suddenly you're more accurate with her, um, more accurate with Force Hammer, and you have more focus to use it with. Than he does. All right then. Closing remarks. I think Epic Haley is top tier. I don't think she's broken, but I think she's really frustrating to play against, especially with domination, utterly screwing over your jacks. So, moving on to Prime Kane. Pew 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 pew. I think he's another third tier caster because he's support. He's a lot more fun to play than Prime Striker, but he doesn't quite do as much. Well, and for a shooty caster, he really, really, really hates cricks. I mean, he has zero way to deal with stealth. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, out of all the Prime uh, uh, prime and Epic uh, models, uh, you couldn't get more different than Plain Cane and Epic Cane because one clears tons of infantry and his support, and the other is a solo sniper assassin machine. And uh, they seem really similar in their roles at first, but I, I can't think of anybody that's more different. Uh, I like I like pr- uh, Plain Cane a lot more than a lot of people because I think he gives a lot more to your army uh, with his amazing ranged buff spells. I think part of the reason is that you can p- play Epic Cane like Prime Cane if you want, but you can't play Prime Cane like Epic Cane because at most you're going to have five POW 12s. And like, okay, that's kind of nice. You can boosted POW 12s, kill casters and whatnot, but they don't kill a lot of the casters out there, especially if they have any sort of buff on them. Prime Cane is pretty worthless against a stealth-heavy army. And, I mean, he, sure, he, Snipe is great, Deadeye is great, Blur is great, Thunderstrike is decent, but it's just, he doesn't do too much, and he has too many really hard counters. I mean, he's got some good support, but he doesn't bring that much to the table. It's kind of like Prime Striker, except he's far more awesome. Okay, can you guys hear us right now in the IRC? Just, if you want to type anything, say you can hear us. Okay, Prime Kane. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing it streaming fine. Okay, Prime Kane, closing thoughts. I think he's a decent support caster, but has too many hard counters and fairly common army setups. And that Epic Kane can pretty much do a lot of his stuff better. I'll agree with that. 
But this is Signar. You don't, you don't. Signar doesn't worry too much about yeah, stealth because they have a lot to get around it. We we have arcane tempest gun mages. We don't really have much else. We don't have that strong. Like thirteen stormsmiths. Okay, stormsmiths aren't going to be killing units. If you get a triangulation off, that's more of a cause to celebrate than anything else. Well, you're killing off. You're trying to kill off stealth um, solos and such. The thing. I just don't want to take Prime came over Epic King because, okay, he's got one turn of shooting everything, which is nice, but if Prime came really once, he can have one turn of shooting everything and making them all explode or killing their caster. He just doesn't do as much. I mean, Snipe is a great spell and all, but he just doesn't bring too much to the table. Okay, then, moving on to my personal favorite Warcaster in the entire game. If anybody says he sucks, I will personally hunt you down. Epic Kane. Now, Epic Kane is, I'd say, the premier assassin. I'll hunt you down. Is the yeah, premier assassin in the entire game. You can't hunt us both down. You can't hunt us both down, Mutton, because you're using E Kane and not P Kane, and he's an assassin caster. So, uh, yeah, you're gonna have to pick your target. You guys are soft targets. I can just blow up one of you and use the rest of the uh, overbeating stuff to blow up the other one. But the I'm thing about Epic Kane is that he's got a 24-inch threat range, and that's just ridiculously amazing, especially because he can just shoot through anyone blocking your path. The only way to really block off Epic Kane from getting you is to throw, like, a serious wall of troops in your face, or smokes, smoke or forests. And even then, if you're a soft target, he can gatecrasher. He's just... I hate using the idea of super solo, but he supports his army through sheer sh just his pistols, really. He's got some nice spells and magic bullet and blur and heightened and reflexes. But he's really there to shoot stuff, and you know what? That's fine with me. Yeah, his uh, his his up his very nice spell list is kind of negated by the fact that you want all that focus on him, so you're really not buffing your army that much. Oh, and range amplifier. That's right. Yeah, but but E Kane's always been about throwing his entire army under the bus, so he gets that one shot on the caster. And let's face it, most assassin casters do that. Very fluffy. All right, and like I said, range amplifier, arcane bolt. That seven, that's what is that? Seventeen-inch threat range that can see through stealth and concealment. So you know, Iris is never safe from Epic Kane, and he can Thank get rid of. Uh, oh, and of course, Epic Kane loves Rangers. Sleep. Yes, Rangers. I love Rangers. Who that's doesn't it. love Rangers? And then the combos that he brings with like the uh, Trollkin, Boom Howler, heightened reflexes with their four-plus tough rolls, which is a great uh, screen for him. As the guy that always plays Epic Kane, you already know by now. What's the solution to a? Uh, Epic Kane. What's the answer? Okay, the answer to Epic Kane. Terminus. Okay, Terminus. It's, you got a couple options. First, you can switch to Signar and play Epic Kane yourself because you know he's that awesome. Or you can bring a backfield caster that can arc bouncing spells, such as say uh, P Sevi, who, who will absolutely wreck Kane if he doesn't take out the arc notes fast enough with Pal Thirteen leaping ash to ashes. You can bring Terminus and just laugh as you throw up your McThralls in his face. Generally, don't bring a front line caster and bring lots and lots of smoke to block line of sight to your caster. Just, just stay over two feet away. Really, he's got some he's got some big counters. And anybody who can stay way back and still support their army, he's a lot of trouble with. Especially someone that can bring, say, very heavy infantry like Manivores, which he will have trouble with without being able to buff his army well. And if you're a backfield jackcaster, he also does really well. Like, say, I don't want to say Mordenbrah, since he can blow the hell out of helljacks. But, say, P-Butcher does decently well. 
just because you can throw a couple juggernauts at his army and he's not going to be able to do much about it. Overall, though, he, he's very top tier, and you have to outplay the E. Kane player a lot of the times. Any other thoughts? Let's move on. P. Nemo, the anti-Jack caster. If anybody wanted to tell me how to, of course, beat him, it's just, you know, run hordes, and you can basically laugh at him. He's got great spells, and of course, uh, chain lightning and deflection. He's got some good jack buffs and disruption field. He's got one of the best jack debuffs in Voltanic Snare, absolutely locking anyone down. And being able to allocate five focus points to a warjack and get up to 11 focus points in a turn, it's great. His main problem is that he suffers hard against Menoth, because Voltanic Snare just doesn't work. Locomotion costs way too much, and he just doesn't do much against hordes at all, because Disruption Field, it, it, 2 plus 2 strength is nice, but Disruption doesn't do anything. His feet just becomes power 14s. Voltanic Snare isn't doing anything. And Electrif- Electrify is probably going to be his best bet there, since Chain Lightning isn't dropping beasts well. Yeah, the big thing that I have with uh, Prime Nemo, though, uh, is just anybody that's ever seen me run Morton Everett has seen me rage whenever uh, a single jack runs out and shuts down 50% of my list. Well, that's why you don't, you know, keep your jacks together. I mean, that's just asking for trouble. Uh, I, I was able to go Slayer Bowling once when a dude ran, like, three Slayers and a Death Jack in, a, in tight formation, and I had a mule. So uh, just <laughs> sound like your own fault, buddy. But... uh I like him. Like you said, he doesn't do much against hordes, and uh, I was really sad to see Locomotion get nerfed. I don't know why it did. Uh, Compared to Energizer, it's a pretty sorry spell. Uh, I guess it's still useful, but uh, it's just not very focus-efficient right now. I like uh, the new playing Nemo. He's a lot more fun to play and a lot more dangerous than his Mark I incarnation. (laughs) That's because Mark I Nemo sucked. Yeah, you don't feel like you're playing like you're purposely handicapping yourself on playing him now. You can Voltaic Snare is now useful, cheap enough to be useful when you need to cast it. He can he has enough focus to get chain lightning off fairly often when he needs to get it off. He actually can support his army with uh, deflection now, and since you're going to be bringing a uh, journeyman warcaster anyway. You know, that's a troop that has plus five armor against ranged magic. Which, you know, was Storm Nouns love. You know, just going back to Snare for a second, though, it's not even 100% an issue of grouping stuff up, though. I mean, the way the terrain works, even if you shut down one jack, I mean, you'd pick out your opponent's one dedicated beat stick jack in a situation where it's a jack caster, so you're only taking jacks to begin with, then, I don't know, maybe it's just a situation where it's a crappy matchup or something, but it still blows. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things, it's really the one thing he does well. The reason that he's better in Mark II is just because his jacks are better, and everybody else is taking jacks. I think that's really what brings to it, along with Voltaic Star being cheaper. He's probably, I don't think he's going to be that tourney-worthy just because he's so one-sided. And maybe as a second list, but even then, Enemo runs the jacks better. He has better buffs, and he's far more awesome. Although I do like the new P Nemo sculpt. But uh, let's move on to Epic Nemo then. Let's just talk about Grandpa, who I think is easily going to be Signar's best jack caster outside of Epic Haley. His main problem is just that 
he's just too focused on upkeeps. So you run against P. Krios or Harbringer or P. Doomy, and you're pretty much out of luck because he he's already spending most of his focus to upkeep his spells. And then he's using his feet and occasionally dropping one just to be able to make his jacks go well. He's very solid, but he's just not quite strong enough, I think, to make over a second tier, a second list caster, just because he gets shut down too easily if they have some solid way to drop upkeeps, such as Eris. You don't have a good way to drop her early, which is why I believe you must take Arcane Tempest Gun Mages. Yeah, with uh, with E Nemo, uh, purification has become the new rebuke. That's all I have to say about him. Well, that's the situation with a lot of upkeep casters, though. It screws Prime Magnus, it screws Nemo, it kind of screws Epic Striker a bit too with his. Uh, actually, never mind. Epic Striker doesn't even have an upkeep. What am I talking about? Prime Striker. But now we're talking about Epic Nemo. Uh, yeah, Prime Striker Prime is hosed. You got hosed, Jimmy. But on Epic Nemo, this is the part of the podcast where we talk about the uh, Prime Striker and 15 Charger list, isn't it? The Epic Nemo and Charger spam, yes. Always fun. One turn of pa- boosted PAL-12s everywhere around. Wow. My favorite use is to um, bring the Hammersmith and... You know, five five attacks, elites, power nineteens. What's not to like about that? Beat beat back your whole way through an army, causing the power ten damage the whole way through, and all the way to the castle. If you manage, if you manage to make it, you know, once you slam him, just finish off the beat now. Awesome. So in closing, I think we can agree that he's a great caster. He just his reliance on upkeeps means that he's never really going to be able to be your main in a tournament. Because let's face it, you're going to face P. Krios and Harbringer in every tournament you go to, unless you're really, really lucky. And almost everyone's going to have some way of dropping your upkeeps. Okay, moving on to Darius, who I think we can just all go around and cry a little bit. After being far too awesome in Mark One. He's come, and he just pretty much has no reason to take him at all in Mark II. He's got Arcanic Bolt, which is pretty bad. Like, yeah, you make them stationary, so you have to shake, and you can disrupt them with a Storm Sip, which is nice. But it's range 10, pal 12 at his uh, focus 6, which means you're probably going to have to boost the damage to really do anything, and that's already eating up half his focus. Fortify is nice in that it allows you to make sure your jacks aren't moved, but he, after that, it's kind of a lesser arcane shield. Full throttle, eats up half his focus, and it's not even that needed with your nice Matt 7, Signar, and Jax. And Jackhammer is just anti-synergetic with full throttle, since if you're casting full throttle, you want your Jax to go next and charge stuff. Jackhammer is for when they're already in, but with range 6, it means he has to be right behind the Jax, and he's only arm 18. I mean, sure, he's got 22 damage, but he's going to die fast against any dedicated force. Oh, and his feet, of course, because you can't bring jacks back from the dead now, and most jacks, it's not that hard if most jacks go down in one turn, as mostly we're going to go for, so his feet's not even doing that much. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is, I see why his feat had to happen the way it does, but it seems a little bit much. I mean, it's really way too easy to get around his feet. That's one thing about feats is 9% of the time there is no way to really get around it. I mean, you can shake off stuff with, you know, Picreos and Sorsha, but in, especially in Chris's case, he's probably going to nuke you when he popped his feet anyway. And Sorsha doesn't care either because she's mostly there to nerf your infantry. So when Darius's feet is completely tangential on your opponent leaving a bunch of really beat-to-hell jacks without finishing any of them off. It, it's just way too easy to get around. Yeah, um, I was really disappointed when I saw his field test and his final version because he was just one of the... Even though he does ride around in a toilet bowl, he's a really cool caster, and uh, I loved his whole idea. I thought he was the coolest-looking uh, Jack Caster after Karchev and uh, the Dreadnought, and uh, but his he all almost all the casters of Signar buff Jacks better than the dedicated Jack to Caster, and that's sad. I'm re- I'm really not very familiar with Darius. I don't I didn't play him in Mark One, Mark Two, in the field test he didn't look very interesting to me. So I just always avoided him. He's never like you said. Signar Jacks have, Jacks have match seven, so what he really needed is a damage buff and focus multiplier, not a accuracy buff focus multiplier. He he would have actually been a prime candidate for getting positive charge. Yeah, I can see that. Overall, I think the main thing that everybody overlooks when they see him is half jacks, which are fun. They're probably not game changers. Because they're happening after your opponent hits your lines and just basically helping attrition, which he's not that good at, thanks to the feet change. But but they're they're fun, I guess. He just doesn't bring that much to the field, especially with the nerf to his steam cannon. So the next man, the last on our top four warcasters, Major Marcus Siege Brisbane, the shootiest motherfucker this oh side from. He is just amazing with his feet granting armor piercing on the first attack against everyone, being able to make range dropping things out of sight, getting rid of stealth for his battle group, slamming stuff all over the place, and with the little gobber pal having two range 14 pal 14s. He does it all. He's awesome. Thoughts? Yeah. We need to have a little bit of a talk about foxholds. Oh, look at that. You're inside my control area. I drop a pipe plate over you and then shoot everything behind you. What can I say? It's it's a great oh, wow. spell. It just drops stuff out of sight. He's probably the second best assassination caster after Ekane, thanks to it. Because Ekane just blows through stuff. He drops them out of sight. He's just so ridiculous. Wow. But the only way to get a around, I mean, ground pounder, even ignore stealth, it's this nice four-inch well, AoE, so it's hard to get around. I loves him. Wow. Well, and you take the fact that his feet isn't just straight armor piercing. It literally just halves the armor and you're done with it, which is bonkers. I mean, armor piercing used to be the situation where you just, you know, dropped your armor by half you or a medium or large base. Siege is even more evil that he just even screws, you know, small base models, small base casters, all the casters and models that just couldn't get away from it to begin with. Yeah, Siege is a, man, he's a nasty dude. I, I was not aware of that foxhole thing. That makes him 
even even more of a threat. Um, he's definitely that. Uh, I mean, he's he's an amazing caster. He's going to breach every wall and daughter that Signar has in like 300 miles. He's just I can't think of anything he doesn't do. Yeah, pretty much. If you were within seven, what is it, 19 inches of siege, you are going. To, it's a good chance you are going to die. There's nothing that you can do to really hide from him. You can't hide behind models. You can't hide behind clouds because he'll just mage sight you. He'll ground. He can ground pound your support. I mean, siege is my answer. Two men off. Uh, two men off jack wall. I I walk up. I ground pound. I get rid of the vassal. I get rid of the choir. Or I'll drop him down and stay farther back so I don't have to worry about it. Then you know his his spell list alone is great. We've only talked about his feet so far and bringing other support, but. Force hammer, if you want to make that shot even easier. Rift to uh, slow things down from getting to Explosiva when you for uh, feet turns when you need to wipe out a whole bunch of troops. You just you know turn everything you need into an AOE. I mean, plus then he's probably yeah. he's one of the, the second toughest Signar casters to take down. At Death fourteen, armor seventeen after Darius. Overall, I think that Siege is just going to be the answer to most people's lists. The Mammoth Jackwall is probably the scariest list to come out of Mark II, I feel, just because you never really see it before, and now all of a sudden it's popping up. It's insanely hard to stop. You've got Eleven, the Choir, they're hitting you, at possible Matt 10, Pal 21s with the Avatar. It's nuts, and Siege kind of looks at it once and it all falls down. It's it just glorious. So, any other closing thoughts on it? I think that's pretty much it. Siege is in the top uh, tier. Of okay, then. Let's move on to the last of the casters before we get on to the gun. Jeremiah Cray. The man who was a lot of fun to play in Mark 1, even with your crappy jacks, and now he's just kind of bad. He's The problem with Cray is that he just doesn't really have the focus to do much other than hit and run with light jacks. And Signar, while it probably has the shootiest light jacks of all, the hunter, he doesn't have any way to give the magic attacks with the hunter, for example, to get around a men off. The sentinel still just isn't that good. You really take one for shield guard now, and that's it. The cyclone is probably the only jack that you're going to want to take a lot, and even then the most you're doing is ride by attacks instead of the light cavalry move. Guided fire is just too expensive right now. Mage sight is nice, but it doesn't really work that well for him because he's wanting to use the, unless you're comboing it with uh, Easy Rider, and that's taking up five of his possible seven focus. His only really way to win a game is with the Jack Bullet, and let's face it, E. Haley does that something like ten times better. He's just not a very strong caster. I can only hope that the Firefly is going to have an awesome spray to completely redeem him. And let's face it, if we got a Repenter and Signar, that that would almost redeem Cray if he had Signar Rat Six. See, and I see a small amount of uh, a small amount of redemption coming for Cray out of the uh, Cyclone and the Sentinels. Sentinel getting up to uh, Shield Guard and stuff like that, so he doesn't just get picked off. Because I'll admit, tying Cray down in melee sucks. But if you can just shoot him, then you're just fine. And you got the Cyclone that turns out as many shots as you know. On average, is two uh, sentinels. You pop guided fire, and if your opponent's infantry machine heavy, then even those power tens, power twelves will eat through them. This is for your what you're actually going to see in Battle of Sentinel, which is rolling one or two on the d6 every time you have more than one or two targets. That's just the rule of sentinels. You can never count on them to do more. 
thankfully with the cyclone so far. I've seen but now he has shield guard. Yes, he has shield guard, so he's serving a completely different role. It's like, oh, he has a gun. That's that's nice. I see he's got arm 18 and shield guard. Let's just take that instead. At least he has a different purpose. Uh, the meta, I, I've always liked Cray. Um, I've won with him with a super fast, uh, say, uh, heavy heavy jack going down the field. I've always thought that he was. I've, I've never really thought of him as a jack caster, though. I think he's more of a balanced force caster. I think he does better with that. Uh, like with with the easy rider up. I think he does great with uh, a balance of units and jacks. But with the new meta and the new jacks coming out and the change to the sentinel. I think we're going to be seeing, I'm not going to say he's top tier or even second tier, but uh, I think he's going to be a lot easier to win with as you have the Cyclone, basically, with Guided Fire. Man, that's nasty. Yeah. Cy- the Cyclone is, gives Cray a new lease on life simply because you can reliably use Guided Fire now and actually have it do something and not waste your focus. And it's worth its focus. Overall, though, I th- I ho- really hope that with more play, the Cyclone is going to do well for him. But the thing is, right now, I see the Cyclone being used for the dual covering fire, which is just so ridiculously awesome. The problem with using Kray as anything but a jack-heavy caster is that he's only got one spell, which affects anyone outside of his battle group and Easy Rider. And Pathfinder is nice, but is it run half your army as Signarin's troops nice? I just... I don't think so. And I, I think he's probably, hopefully the Cyclone and the Firefly are going to make him a nice third-tier caster that you could maybe take in a two-caster game. But right now, he just doesn't bring that much to the table. Okay, and now we're going to get into the section that everybody loves. Sparty bitches about the Black 13th. Go. Okay, Black 13th. Uh, you can just rename it the Fail Test because... I don't know how they made it through alive. Um, sorry, I'm enjoying some really good pretzels. Um, they're delish. Um, yeah, uh, if Mage Storm was to hit when it goes off, that would solve all the problems. But right now you have a four-point unit that is basically Signar and, uh, Artillery, which I don't think it should have, uh, be that way in the fluff. That creates this rolling PAL-12 cloud that goes everywhere. Add to that all their shooting effects and uh, mage... Now, what is it? Fire Beacon? Yeah. And for four points, it's making the Grey Lords really jealous. That's all i got to say about it. Nobody loves the Grey Lords anyways. They're Kadorans. They have no souls. Which, of course, the Grey Lords, I mean, just looking to go a little bit off topic, but what do you think of the new metal model for the uh, Doom Reavers with the Grey Lord? Sexy... But maybe it's just because it's for Doom Reavers. Oh, yeah, Doom Reavers is just awesome. But uh, the Black 13th, I think they were perfect during the field test. And then for some reason, Previdier wanted to cut down the range on the pistols. So they, ha- they had to uh, have something come in. But I think True Sight was good enough, along with Fire Beacon being an attack type. But just Mage Storm at four points, it's just silly. I'm like, okay, pew pew all your... Bane Knights or Bane Thralls are dead as long as you're statistic. Ah, whatever those raiders are called. It's just ridiculous. Well, Mage Storm really takes me off, too. Um, used to it was a chain shot. It wasn't entirely reliable if it went off. I mean, they're fairly high rat, so there was a good chance it went off, so it didn't make the unit useless. But now it's just a pie plate AoE that deviates. 
So only a really crappy deviation in a lot of cases is going to rob you of completely annihilating a bunch of crap and then just leaving this huge pie plate of you can't go through it or die. Okay, my fix is to make it a special chain attack. It's just if Ryan hits with both of her initial attacks, she may make one additional attack not choosing a type. If this hits, center a four-inch AoE, blah, 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 blah. That works, and all of a sudden... It's fine, and nobody's yelling, and it's a good four-point unit. Well, that's essentially what it did in, in Mark 1. The problem with Mark 1 was it was the ridiculous chain fire. All they had to do was say, don't add chain fire, or just get rid of the whole chain fire thing altogether, and the Black 13th at five points, give Lynch true sight, it would have been the perfect unit. But now, you know, like you said, there's a lot of problems that Signar and opponents have with Ryan's Mage Storm. And people in and us and us and Signar, our problem with the Black Thirteenth is he makes the they make the Gun Mage Captain Death just suck. I mean, it's the, the Black Thirteenth should be a five point unit. Poor Gun Mage Captain Addict. Hey guys, Lynch. here's the problem: he doesn't ignore stealth, and his main job is you know helping hunting stealth units. Okay, we are here at Privity Oppressor. We've heard your concerns. And in order to fix him on the card, we've given him advanced deployment. That's just as good as true sight, don't you think, laddies? Yes, absolutely. Now you're uh, now your one solo that was supposed to be hunting stealth gets to run across the board faster and get killed. Yahoo! Yeah, <laughs> I mean the Black Thirteenth Lynch is worth two points. Ryan's worth two points. Watts is worth one point. Why is it not a five-point unit? <laughs> I think even Signar players would be okay with that. I think a lot of Signar players in the forums were like, it's a four-point unit? Cool. Yeah, I don't think anybody would disagree, really, with a point increase. Although then Sparty here would be like going, only five points? It should be ten! No! Eleven! Well, you see, no, no, look. I can get it changed to five points for you guys, but it would it would involve like three locked threads, and I'd have to be banned for a couple weeks. But I could do it. Just you got to be sure about this. I thought you had to sacrifice a goat too, or something like that. Well, he does that for fun, anyways. It's not like it's going to matter. But it's not goats. It's small orphan children. Whoa, whoa, that's my orphan uncle. children. Yeah. Well, really, I think Signar. It's well balanced. You've got some crappy units. You've got the sword knights who just don't do anything. It's like privateer about, hey, let's give them a cheap tarpet unit, but let's have it be a sucky cheap tarpet unit that mechathralls are better than. Look, here's the hope of the Firefly costs five points, has reach, and a gun. Yes. Please make That's... the Sword Knight UA not suck. Please. If it, if, it's cost any, if it costs any more than five points, then it's something that it can't... I'm going to leave it on the shelf at the store. And not yeah. worry about it. Four to five points. Oh yeah, I might go pick up two just because I like doing that. I got three <laughs> defenders. You have to admit it, it's a sweet model. And if you don't admit it, I'm going to reach to the internet and slap you because it's a good model. It's not like the new Eros, which seems to be missing a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, dang it. You know, it if they don't you give know, me a Viros, hawk, I'm so putting Virus's hawk on his shoulder. It doesn't matter to Viros me. Viros stole his hawk. It was like, ah, my little Ingerfurt or whatever. Ingerfurt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see. Why they're attacking 
feeding Tardar his... Tardar right now to get more hawks. Yes, I see him, he's like feeding his hawks, like little bits of winter guard that have fallen on the field of battle. This is what happened when you fail your tough rolls. <laughs> a rusk with, uh, what is, what is that hawk ability virus has? Whatever it is. It Bird's eye. Bird's eye. Bird's eye. Cuckoo! It poops on you. That's, it marks its target, it like craps on you, and then your jacks know exactly where to go. That's because... That was classy, I know, I know that was very classy. the cod pieces are for, they're like tuned to the bird craps, they point in the direction so the jacks can always go after them. Oh, that's where the bird sits, man. Oh oh my! Battle's hectic, hectic. you need your shoulders. (laughs) Well, I guess because where else are they shooting from? Okay, one more topic in six, I want to gush my oven from... I want to talk about Rangers. Danger Dan and the Suicide Squad. They're just so awesome now. Because <laughs> they're funny. Well, Rangers, the probably the best Signar buff in the entire game outside of Arcane Shield. If you need two if you need two plus uh, rat, there they are. Well it, it's just really You're not even taking them because they own guns. The only purpose of really taking Rangers is to set them in a terrain. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Rangers own guns? I Thank don't think just automatically got the run it's order. It's really funny how... <laughs> well, but even with the stupid formation rules now that you don't even have to end in formation, like Mark 1, you were at least restrained by having to still be in formation when your activation was over. Now you just hide him in a train. It's like, oh, that one's fleeing. whoops de doo He's still giving me my plus two bonus to hit, so Epic Kane's going to shoot you in the face. It doesn't make a damn thing of sense. Not a bit. It's awesome, though. As it's a suicide squad. It just sends them out screaming, la 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 marking target, la 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 and then shoot them in the face. It's awesome. Okay, then, any other Signar things to uh, bitch about? It's awesome. <laughs> I, th- I think, I think, I think the, the Rangers are just funny in that uh, they're, they're obvious. They're supposed to be veteran troops, but obviously they don't last that long. So they're not that good at like marking a target like they should from a distance. It's like, where is the Kadoran Jack? It's right here. No, I, I can't see it. Where? And they got to run up and be like, it's right here. I think and, what like, the Rangers you know, are doing around it. is they're marking targets by making them fire at them. So you see the muzzle flashes and just flapping their arms. See, my rangers are getting are getting uh, painted like the Power Rangers. There's no argument about that. They're nice and bright to attract <laughs> fire from everyone else, and maybe they'll get a storm cloud to themselves and just name it whatever the hell the big dinosaur Jack was in the old cartoon series or whatever it was the Megazord. Yes, <laughs> Karchev the Megazord, Dude, maybe. Kar- yeah, exactly. If they're the Power Rangers and Karchev is a Megazord, that'll be awesome. <laughs> He forms up his jacks into the Megazord. Yes. Okay, then, now that we've finished our general Signarin talk about all the stuff we love and hate, let's talk about the no-quarter spoilers. And Let's start with just the Trencher Commandos, each one wanting to be a little Rambo. I think they're interesting that Signar finally has stealth. I'm glad that Signar has this unit because it is the only real hard counter that we and Signar have against the ridiculously cheap and broken Mage Hunter assassins. Meh. I, I, I like him. Because, yeah, what else can Signar really do against the Mage Hunter assassins? Look. Oh, come on. Look, guys. They're not broken. 
What else? I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even saying powerful. they're broken. What else can Sigmar okay. do against the Mage Hunter assassins? Black thirteen AOE them. Oh, Trencher cannon them. Trencher cannon Trencher them. Cannon. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you what, what, joke what? you. <laughs> The Black 13th die before they get there, because unless you have concealment terrain or you're bringing the um, Gorman, well, they, they just get shot. Well, the nice thing about the yeah, Black 13th so. is I actually had a game where they just parked on a hill and uh, Gareth death sentenced them. Then I had an entire unit of mage hunters shoot at them. Every single one, but except for one, missed, and he rolled a three for damage, failing to kill Ryan, and it was awesome. They just, I don't think the Black 13th are a hard counter just because you're not going to catch very many in a Fire Beacon or in a Mage Storm. But Gun Mages, Gun Mages do well against them. Just defensively, Signar has nothing that can beat them really. It's like, oh, I think I'll go grab Sealment. But yeah, okay, back to Trencher Commandos. I think they're a good counter. I think they actually make Finn useful other than just sitting on his ass all day trying to give uh, the normal Trenchers a rat boost. I just desperate pace is going to be so good for them. See, the only thing that's really confusing for me on them, though, is anatomical precision just really doesn't seem terribly useful. I mean... And stealth. Good lord. Dial our ears, Crix player. Don't you feel bereaved and jealous that a Signar player has stealth? About as bereaved and jealous as I am of Signar, of a uh, frickin' circle that's had it forever, too. Those bastards. Oh, and Cador with their manhunt stealing from circle. Yeah, but the thing Wouldn't is, it be funny if they released Amanda, a woman hunter model, like a female. Man there is. Solo? It's very much really? a, a man hunter if you look at it. No way. There's a female man hunter model. Yep. Yes. I got a. All right. I'm googling. Keep talking. It's horrific. Like you, can get, you can get it on Vassal if you want. But yeah, the commandos they got two ranged attacks. They got a, a short range a um, short range pow twelve grenade. And they got the standard trencher rifle, I believe. Or no, they have the carbines, which are the same range with one less power. Cumbersome, so you can't use them. Bo- you can't use both activations. But their main thing is that they are mat seven, so they can run in and just slaughter some single wound troops. You got shield walls. They're dead. You, you know, armory. Oh, look! Look at those forge guard. Those forge guard are dead. Yeah, I think the main the thing about that. Yeah, I think the main idea is that you don't even Man. is that they with Finn, you will be able to get the charge even on speed six reach units, but you don't even need to get the charge. Like say a IFP mini feet to your face, you can just walk up and kill them. I mean, it's a nice thing to have if they're dedicated light infantry killers, rather than having to rely on the charge to kill them. And honestly, I'm fine with it. I kind of with stealth, if they could dig in, it'd be far too good. But the nice thing right now is you can either toss deflection up or arcane shield, and you can basically give them dig in combined with stealth. I mean, it's pretty nice. And just base stealth was going to let them get up on those mage hunters. They're a good unit overall, and I'll probably pick up a pack if I didn't hate the models so, with their really weird looking guns. Uh, they're short guns. Fear super soakers. Pachoo, pachoo. Hey, those commercials used to make them look awesome. I mean, like, wow. You're going to go fight the Nazis with those squirters. (laughs) Ich bin ein, no, the water, it burns. 
Yeah, and but, then you bring in the Nerf guns just in case. Yeah, but those commercials were not really being shot by super soakers. That was like somebody off screen with a hose, like just giving it to a 12-year-old kid. <laughs> it was a riot. It was a riot control we, hose. We've actually... <laughs> This is taken during the 60s um, uh, march on the Capitol. <laughs> These are super soakers, trust me. And, super, and nerf dogs. Nerf attack dogs. Anyway, what else? Oh, the other trench I mean, uh, Signar unit. I like that. It's a good comparison, especially with the price drop in Mark II Prime, that you can actually, you don't feel bad bringing either one of them. Do you think they stack up equally? I mean, the commandos to me seem so much better. I think they honestly stack up equally now that they have the price drop. Uh, I wouldn't be too sure. I think trenches are kind of nice as a skirmishing gun line, but the commandos have stealth, and if you've got either deflection or arcane shield, you don't even need dig in. And they're the same range. They're losing one point of power, and I guess combined range attack is kind of biggie. But I I think they're going to do the job a lot better right now. See, really, the only thing I have like about trenchers, though, is if you're going to play nothing but tr- Signar versus Signar, trencher spam versus trencher spam, and then you kind of mix it up with, you know, choose your <laughs> proportions of trencher commandos and trencher just infantry platoons and trenches, then you could recreate World War One, and that'd be badass. But <laughs> as it is, it just kind of feels weird taking them. It just feels so out of place. Well, the thing <laughs> is just Signar. The thing about trench, uh, the regular trenchers is that they can protect your army also. That's the one thing that you, you forget about. I mean, even with the, the nerf to the cloud rules, you still can save those ridiculously weak storm storm nouns in the back there from getting the crap shot out of them and blocking that line of sight to everybody else. Yeah, but you're spending an awful lot of points to do it's the problem. Well, like I said, they made them cheaper now, so it doesn't feel like you're punching yourself in the face to take it. Yeah. Or you're taking, or you're I think taking six trenchers for smoke cheaper. was fine. Yay! Well, they made drudges cheaper. Drudges are worth it. Yeah, they get that. That was uh, uh, the new cards. Uh, they lost a point, so they're, they're a little closer to takeable. Oh yeah, a little closer to takeable. Not, I, I'm saying like takeable is they're like two four or something. Yeah, I saw the well, points like drop on them. them I a... still have no good reason to take them. I'm working on a list for it. I don't know. I'll figure it out when we get around to the Crix episode. Yeah. There's six points now, so I think of it as like uh, Overlords plus full unit uh, as a decent 10-point unit option. I think of it as one unit. You have to. Or else yeah, they suck. Wait, you have to have now. You can... Overlords are actually now... decent. Overlords are good. You just don't think to take them. Because Wasn't this episode about Signar? Well, we're doing. Hey, yeah, it's no. I'm making a. I, I, I'm hijacking this thread. I oh mean, God! Oh wow! I've been on the forum too long. I I think of the idea of just it's the new stuff. Okay, let's get back on topic to to a uh, signal that. Okay, just sorry. Last of the no quarter spoilers before we move on to the Kadorian no quarter yeah. spoilers and the cleanser bomb. Okay, the yeah. Smith Tower. I think it's sweet, and I really hope that uh, it gets the bonus from Enemo for PAL 16s. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't think about that. I'm not sure. Have you, works, but... Has it been determined that it's a, uh, accent, a node point for triangulation yet? No, no, not the um, uh, Stormsmith Tower. That's what the Firefly looks to be. But the Stormsmith Tower, it's basically it's a range 14, PAL 14 with D3 E-leaps, and I'm going to be taking that over the Trencher Cannon. How about every time? Yeah, like yeah. I said, the final nail in the Trencher Cannon coffin was this thing coming out. It no longer has a niche. The Trencher Cannon does more for cheaper. 
I mean, the uh, no, no. What am I saying? <laughs> it's got you confused. Does, it, it's it's befuddled me. I'm befuddled. Dad, she's it, it does way more than the trencher cannon did for a point cheaper. So goodbye, trencher cannon. Yeah, Pretty much. It's basically okay. Instead of having like what is it, pal seven blast damage, you've got basically a bunch of pal ten blasts. Except you're if you're immune to blast damage, you're not immune to them. It's awesome. And I mean, if you're gonna be rat seven and you have rangers to make them rat nine, the only weakness then is stealth. And but I mean, you're wanting to hit anything from like medium infantry, like say a black ogren, you're still doing something like five damage to it. That's damn fine. So then anything? Uh, they're not a they're, black ogren are squishy anyway. Oh yeah, but uh, take them or take Arcari or any other uh, arm sixteen medium base such as Bastions, and you're doing decent damage. So uh, let's, let's talk about the actual other no quarter spiders, the Kadoran things. I, I just want to talk about the new uh, cleanser bomb, like the AK flamethrower, which may have redeemed the entire oh. unit as solely being a delivery mechanism. Very well in the, in the um, Kador army. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of uh, stealth buffs tied into it with the fact that the AKs are um, immune to fire, so they can. And then with the buff, the changes to sprays where you ignore the targeting melee thing. It's like you run AKs in. Oh, let me flame them. Oh, I missed. Darn. <laughs> what actually, what, Sparty and I actually had everything. an opportunity to test this out, though. Sparty, uh, how'd that round go with you with your uh, AK flamethrowers? Okay, look, you're gonna use this as a Fiona uh, plug time, but okay, she she cast that spell on me. I didn't get to do much with them because whatever that nasty affliction. If you hit, do a affliction. Yes, my storm. I mean, my assault commandos got horribly afflicted. And the storm commandos, what? Storm commandos, <laughs> most awesome new unit ever. Yeah, that mystical. Yeah, they got signar unit. <laughs> But is. you know what? Uh, I, I still like them, even though they got hosed by Fiona. It's you know they're immune to everything, so the flames gray. They're immune to like corrosion, bad breath, flames, uh, cancer, everything. <laughs> the only thing that really impressed me about the flamethrowers, honestly, is the damage rating on it. It's actually pretty nice, so you can actually hit meaningful targets with it. I mean, and continuous fire. I, know, I still feel like, like they're shooting the gun bunnies, and the gun bunnies kind of really felt the pinch out of it. I kind of feel like it's most yeah. there as a suicide bomber. As in, you move, use your AKs, you get like a round of shooting with assault and battery, and then you just run into the middle of the enemy formation, waving your arms wildly, saying, free strike me, free strike me, so I can blow up in your face. Yeah, really, like I'd, like little, to think, uh... I'd like to thank Privateer Press for giving Menoth players another reason to bitch about something getting stolen from them. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to remove yeah, the little, little... But you know what? Little Jorgoff, the uh, the uh, the flamethrower guy is like, "All right, run order. Why are we running, guys? Okay, I'm here." You hear like the click of of carbines and like, "You're right hey, behind guys, me, guys. Right? Wait, what are you doing? No, don't shoot me, guys. It's for uh -huh. the greater good." Yes, I, know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to use, and I think it's probably it's a good attachment, but it's still it's a delivery mechanism for the flamethrower dude, since normal AKs are exceedingly meh. Unless you're facing someone whose like. sole way of removing infantry is vanquishers and ashes to ashes. Which is like every Menoth player. 
Well, of players, he did. Use the avatar more and just hit that, stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay. Careful. Don't use the avatar. Ignore that sentence. Ignore me. He is Avatar, the last game ender. <laughs> oh, Avatar. Let's not change the subject. I saw that movie last week. For all of the money they spent on CGI, you could think they could actually buy a screenwriter instead of taking old uh, Dances with Wolves scripts. <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. How the hell did we get from Assault Commandos and things exploding in flames to Dances with Smurfs? Bombardiers. Well, I love Bombardiers. Oh, for, for 11 points, you get 40 wounds and 5 bombards. Is that not a deal or what? That's just It's just awesome. And Dude, they have chainsaws, so you can say... This is my boomstick. Shoot them and then hit them in the face with the chainsaw. They're like the Bruce Campbell of War Machine units. <laughs> Shop smart. Shop Kador smart. <laughs> yeah, comrade. Is, they're very expensive, but they're good against everything. Yeah, I actually got a chance to test them against the same game. Uh, Dylar, I don't think they did much against you, but they just sat there and were... Really intimidating. They're really like, a, they're the only, the only thing that they did that whole game was sit there and scare Eris away, which, you know, any excuse to scare the L4 away is fine by me, I guess. They're 11 points, which is just really pricey, but they're probably the only reliable heavy support in the game in that they're going to shoot you, and then once you finally get to them, you're going to regret it. Uh, they're really solid. And you know, something just came to me. This is another one of those situations where Privateer Press is really heavily overshadowing an already overshadowed unit. It's like they're just trying to start over again. The Trencher, Trencher Cannon gets replaced by the uh, Tesla Coil from Hell. The uh, <laughs> the, the already maligned Demo core gets re- replaced by the Bombardiers. Well, I wouldn't. I don't think they have quite the same thing, but that's basically what Privateer did with Legends, in that they realized that the game was horribly unbalanced, so in, because Mark II was only a sparkle in Wilson's eyes, they instead introduced a whole bunch of awesome new Uriens to use instead of all your previous stuff. And I don't think that's quite what they're doing, because Mark II, overall, is far, far better than Mark I, and is so much better balanced. But Yeah, it really is. I just uh, the bombardier is just so great though. I I love them. They don't. I don't think they overshadow anything. It's they're not in melee. They hit well, but they don't hit as well as the demo core. But they just shoot so well. They can deal with stuff in melee, and they're arm sixteen with eight wounds. There's really nothing there yeah, not to love. But seriously, man, let's be honest with the, with ourselves here. Who's honestly taking demo core? No one's taking Demacore. They're taking the uh, Great Bears of Galluswood. Yeah. They're cheap. I mean, for well, five They're also the Bears. Guys. Oh, don't do that ever again. They're they're more like six guys with backswing. <laughs> Each bear has a smaller bear hidden in its pocket. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're, they're actually marsupials. Those assholes will steal your picnic baskets. <laughs> we'll finish. Hey. Hey. What, 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 uh, what's one of their names? I don't know their names. I can't do the joke. Volk? Volkov. Hey, Volkov. It's a picnic basket. Striker left it out in the open. Let's get it. Backswing! Duh! <laughs> Relentless charge the basket. <laughs> that poor ranger. You really shouldn't be doing that now. Duh! Five dice with battle lost on the Oh, yeah, of course. And it's Ranger Dan. It's Ranger Dan that has the picnic basket. That poor basket. Yogi? Volkov? You're not Yugi. 
Yogi, what are you doing? Put that axe down. Signar Rangers, beware. Would bears go bad? Yeah, I think the demo core just need to drop a point, and then they're fine. But right now, I, I can't take them. I, they've got those nice, big, pretty hammers, and their man of war, which is awesome. But they just suck at 6-9. If only they have magic weapon. Oh, why don't they have magic why, why do you want magic weapon on them? What does that possibly do for it would them? Be the, it would be a little more valuable, you know? I mean, like, they could... Oh, it's a melee weapon. You're stopping Blackbane and Edenegra. Well, and maybe like a I'm I'm just trying to make them work, okay? There, they, there's Stop no Kadoran unit that has. Well, oh, never mind. There's Doom Reapers. Well, yeah, and Smarty, the real problem with the demo core is that they cost the same as Man of War Shock Troopers and don't do as much for what you. Well, you know at. what? Shock Troopers are kind of like Devastators. Well, Devastators hit harder than Shock Troopers, but. Shock Troopers don't hit hard, and I found that out when I was trying to get rid of your Nomad that it engaged me. Wait, like Devastators? Uh, no, I said... And that's they're Devastators. there because they can take a hit and keep on trucking yeah. and just can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's it's how they're like, like um, Devastators. They how I run my Zerxes. I take Xerxes, I take some Simtrati, and I throw Defender's Ward and Paralytic Aura on them, and I just dare you to try and stop them. And that's kind of like what Man of War can do, except they don't even need any buffs to do it. They're just that awesome. Overall, though, demo cores are just like, hey, we hit hard, but we're never going to get there because we're speed 4. Awesome. I can't think of any in Kador right now. I, I think Kador, like everything else, is pretty good, except for that insane Winter Guard Death Star. <laughs> Hi, I am... They got Death Star. You guys get boosted sprays. Go and kill the damn warm southies. Yeah, it always kind of bothered me how the cannon fodder of Kador is really like the elite unit on the table. They kill everything. Yeah. <laughs> I and want they can't be hit. It's so frustrating. Signarin Kador War is the war of northern aggression. <laughs> that's That's great. As a southerner, uh, I can appreciate that. <laughs> sneak sneak peek time. Okay, then. We have the statistic... Uh, whatever those crazy horned ladies are, they're basically... It's okay, man. I have a hard time with it, too. I was so never hooked on phonics. Say Tixis. Say Tixis. Bloodweavers. Well. Really? Oh, no. This is going to be Kador all over again. Because that's... Kudur. 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 But I, I think they just look like evil bloodweavers. I hope the rules are going to be nice and special, but until then, they look like evil blood weavers. Yeah, yeah it's kind of. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah. As much as I love the Satexus, though, I'm really, really hoping they're not just evil blood weavers, and I have a really cool reason to take just a bunch of freaking Satexus girls and just spam them with epic scar. <laughs> okay, so my beef about the statistics, the statistics, uh, the. St- the Horn Girls, um, you know, I, I really love the original models. They're amazing for 10 points with a Sea Witch. I can not see... Uh, the, these new girls, the Blood Reavers, would have to be really amazing uh, to compete in the Envied uh, Crixian infantry slot where there's so many good options. And, uh, you know, the fact that they're not more, as much sexy bondage, babe, as, like, ugly witches, it, it kind of hurts their appeal for me, too. 
And uh, blood reavers, really, they look and sound like... Well, they're blood witches, but they're... Blood Reavers is as good as a name as you're going to get for them. Yeah, it sounds too much like Blood Weavers. Between that, the Corruptor, and the Ribjaw, it's just like, why so uninspired, uninspired, Privateer? Why can't you give us some something really awesome? I mean, I could be wrong. It might be awesome. No, but you know but, what I'm uh, going to do? I'm going to freaking uh, I'm gonna green stuff some fangs on those girls. Then they can reave blood all they want. No, they're Twilight Dude. fangirls. Oh, Make God. Glitter. Dude, cover them in glitter. <laughs> Cover them in glitter, soak them in, in super glue, and just dip them in the glitter pile. And be like, they're beautiful vampires. And then when you, whenever they fight warp wolves, you can just have them just charge madly. I don't know. That's going too far. Yeah, I think you know too much about that. Okay, look. I don't, oh, you're not actually look, a teenage girl. Look. Oh, I'm, afraid that my, I'm afraid my sadixes are not going to be sparkling in the sunlight. Thank you. Look. I got a girlfriend, shout out, Jessica Montoya, prettiest girl to this nerdy loser ever. Yeah, and that's getting edited out. She, no, you can't let me shout out to my girlfriend. Come on, man. Hey, everybody out there on the internet, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a nerd with a hot Colombian girlfriend. and I think that it's going to have a special synergy with the new statistics, and they're going to be able to pole dance on the standard bearer pole. Since that's the only reason I could think to ever have a standard bearer for an well, undead unit. Well, I can see these standards. No, but wait a second. The freaking troll standard, uh, isn't that what Grant's steady? Maybe well, they're yes, going to something like that. Maybe it's going to be some sort of really kick-ass passive ability like that. They hold onto the pole for balance, and that's how they're steady. Yes, you know, I, I see it now. They're going to have passive ability become Bane Knights. <laughs> 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 as if as if people didn't complain about Bane Thralls enough. When I saw that UA, I'm like, oh, let the whining commence. Ding, and, you know, ding. and even without the frickin' standard, I mean, the standard really, to me, looks kind of blah and kind of dumb-looking, but at least he still has an oh, axe, no. so he's not going to be completely useless. But then you look at the, the officer sitting next to him, and you're like, holy shit, there's two axes. <laughs> you know... Yeah, so it's really three for the price of one. So he's probably it's going to be at least three, three points. points, a three-point model at least, because you have three Weapon Master axes plus whatever. And... I'm guessing it doesn't really bring a good ability, since, I mean, if you look at, uh, say, the Storm Blades, you're only getting two more attacks, and you're getting Assault and a fairly crappy ability on your gun. I think this... that they're amazing. They're one of the best UAs in the game. Oh, come on now. Well, okay, uh, maybe maybe I'm thinking field test. Maybe I'm thinking yeah, field, field test. test. They were like the best unit in the game. Oh, we're just gonna have twelve guys over here assault you with a whole bunch of pow eight blast. The temporal acceleration. Yeah, so you get two oh. hits on whatever. Oh. Hang on, hang on. I'm 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 having flashbacks. Oh, oh. Someone described it as a uh, knight as a knight exemplar with a zealot riding on his back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny image. That's how they train to be uh, bastions. <laughs> Lift one, two. They have like little jockey webs. They're like faster. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I don't know about what their abilities are gonna be, but you might not like the pole. I'm gonna cut the top off that pole and plaster it right on my jacks. It's gonna be like a, like a little ban- a little emblem, like right on the shoulder plate. It's okay, gonna look it's awesome. Got, you should put the entire pole there. It's just antenna, so it can pick up uh, satellite radio. <laughs> That's for the ones that, uh, let's say that, that goes in the stalker. Yeah, the stalker. <laughs> yeah, my stalker picks up XM. You know, I'm see, I've saying... already decided. I'm taking the, uh, the goofy, 
you know, ragged banner thing off, and I'm just going to stick a trencher on a pole, have him carry that. Awesome. I, I, dude, you don't like it? It's like the Crick symbol wrapped around a banner. It's so awesome. You know what you should do? You should take it and you should put Harvey on it. <laughs> <laughs> she can't model be knocked is down. perfect for it. <laughs> Granted, godhood. Actually, Always. I got a better idea. I'm going to take the freaking girl off the nightmare base, and then just stick, have her sit on one of the, no. have her sit on the no, shoulder. Stop. No, I'm not going to stick her on the okay. pole. I'm going to have her. Okay, like, I thought you were right going to impale her on the pole. No, you put you may, put a little seat up there and have her direct the vein thralls. Yeah, that'd be badass. She's like oh, a little. Oh my minions! See, that makes even more sense for the nightmare model now, because you know the nightmare's looking for the girl, and you realize that he's not actually looking for the girl to like om nom nom her. He's actually kind of trying to figure out where she was hiding after I'd all the bane thralls around her got whacked. <laughs> no, no, I still the, the greatest thing to put on that pole, pole Karchov. Uh, <laughs> it's a trophy. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just lug that around. Physics be damned. Yeah, I mean, you know, the freaking uh, standard weighs more than the guy carrying it. <laughs> guys, guys, a little help here. He's uh, I don't know. Yeah, but then you'd have to write a special rule for him that the entire unit has to push the standard bearer forward, otherwise he can't move. It's it's light artillery. <laughs> he falls on people. Yeah, it's a caber thrower. Yes. A much more angry caber, though. Well, not so much if he's dead. You know, if I were Sigmar, Archer is I so would... angry that death does not stop him. <laughs> what I if he's ca- not dead? They just kind of, kind of jammed up there. If I was, no, if I, I was Signar, I, I wouldn't kill... If I was Signar, I wouldn't kill Doom Reavers, which this will handily segue into the next sneak peek. I wouldn't kill Doom Reavers. I will capture them and have them tied up and launch them from... Uh, you know, uh, trencher cannons and make them useful, and they'll land in enemy lines and just start going crazy. If I was Signa, I'd just turn the Doom Reavers around. Yeah. Like, have them chase me around a path and jump off to the side of the last minute so they just go screaming back into their own lines. For the mother... whatever. <laughs> hmm, these look surprisingly like the commanding officer who wasn't feeding me enough. <laughs> you, have to, you have to feed each individual mouth, too, or they don't work properly on the on the sword. Yeah, I'm sorry. The freaking Grey Lord, Bell though. Tech support. What exactly is the Grey Lord even gonna do? I mean, is he just gonna be another freaking? Uh... He's gonna not have Fearless and run from the Doom Reavers every time. <laughs> you must keep him between three and eight inches of every single Doom Reaver in the unit. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a Crix player, and I'm the most excited about this guy. I thought I've always thought Doom Reavers were insanely awesome, and I'm I'm praying he allows you. To get uh to be able to he cast have friendly spell spells ward. on them, man. If he doesn't have spell ward, then imagine a whole bunch of battle lusted or furied or hell iron fleshed doom reavers. Oh yes, that's disgustingly awesome. Makes you fear the doom reavers again. Oh my god, think of fury doom reavers on butcher's feed term. They're each hitting as hard as him. Yeah, but the way I see this happening though is he's just going to be a. Unit attachment that does Fenris's job for him and kind of yeah. takes Fenris's purpose away. No, well, I really hope he doesn't to have silence into enemy lines and kill stuff. I bet he does have silence. But the thing is, no. if he doesn't have spell ward. I think he'll be worth it for that alone because all of a sudden you can throw Iron Flash or Fury or Battle Lost and all that stuff. Let's see if he doesn't have yeah. spell ward, then 
the rest of the unit does, and that's really, really, really fucking bizarre. Well, if you if you take uh, if you take two units, I guess Fenris would still have a place for silence. But you're right. What is he? Five points for an extremely long threat range of of super super duper swords. Uh, he he does serious damage. So. Fenris is great just by himself. Even I mean, the fact that he has silence is a bonus. I guess he's so. A, he's not that hard to take down, but he's decently hard to take down. He does ridiculous damage. He's Matt eight. Pal 13 Weapon Masters, two of those with Berserk. And is that it for the sneak peeks? I think that's pretty much all they've shown uh, in the super secret stuff. I uh, Yeah, which only we know and you'll only hear by listening to this podcast in next episode. Of course. So tune in or else we won't love you anymore. Another sneak peek is I found a Rule 34 uh, warp sheet for uh, for the Witch Coven when I was trying to Google, you know, for uh, interesting uh, conversions for my Witch Coven. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the sisters like making out while a creepy-eyed Egregore looks on. It, 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 but it's okay because they're sorority sisters. That's such a horrible reason. They're not real sisters, you gotta understand. And the Egregore is just being like a creepy old man in it. And it would have been it would have been kinda cool if it weren't for like the like gross amounts of saliva being swapped and then you're like, Why must you bring stuff up like this? Because I found it interesting. Everyone on the internet will find it interesting too. Sparty, you're fired. You're not ever going to be on another episode of the podcast. This is the official announcement we were holding off until just now, that Sparty will not be appearing in any more episodes of Out of Formation. No, 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 we're not firing you like the normal sense. We're actually firing you out of a trench camp. So hey, Button, Button, if you're going to fire me, speak up. You're, you're fading out. Fire me with, with, with pizzazz, man. Turn up your mic. We're going to fire you out of a goddamn trencher cannon, if we can find one. That makes it even more worthless, because I'm, I'm pretty squishy. <laughs> ah! Sir, there appears to be a large white blob shoot coming at you at high speed. Oh, dude, yeah. dude. I thought we weren't doing page 34 anymore. Rule 34. It's, it's page 5, rule 34, sorry. What That's gross, man. Stop talking about that kind of stuff. Okay, now I'm confused. White blob, blob high speed no, as shooting you. at you. I was, oh god, you were even sicker than I thought. Okay, can we edit that out? <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna have to edit that out. Cut! Cut! The end! Okay, starting over again. Yeah, Sparty, you're fired. Out of a cannon. At your rusk. Awesome. Maybe he'll take you under his wing. And he'll... Someone should, should fire Ashlyn out of a cannon at a rusk. <laughs> no, Ashlyn she'll land can't... on his arm. Get amnesia and think she's a hawk. <laughs> and, he'll, and she'll sit on his codpiece. <laughs> oh, dear lord. I don't think your risk has a codpiece. He's not an elf. Oh, you haven't seen my conversion work? I'll have to post a picture online. Oh, wow. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't convert a risk with a codpiece. <laughs> but yeah, or Ashlyn Cannon, privateer, consider it. Uh, the Renegade only has one shot anyway. I'd like to see a custom Magnus Jack. <laughs> where he, he, like... He he seduces her, spends a night with her, and she wakes up in a renegade. No, take get somebody who uh, does special rule does not suffer throw damage, can be shot out of a cannon. I can imagine it could be a new privateer dude. 
Oh, it's the new. That's what the avalanche is gonna do. It lets Gordon be like shot and thrown. It's the, not just the dwarf toss. It's yeah, it's the dwarf toss, but more dedicated. It's like throwing a grenade versus a grenade launcher. They finally take into like just shooting dwarfs at you instead of just trying to throw <laughs> you. Like yeah, we've had a lot of complaints that the high shields just aren't up to snuff. Well, I think you'll have to reconsider that. It's it's got a variant on the loader rule, except you kind of lose the loader. I think that, uh, you know what, all joking aside, I would love it if there was some model that you could, like, shoot models at people with. But yeah, if you could have something to shoot characters, that would be so much fun. And our final topic for discussion is Kara Sloan's gun, which, as everyone on the forums can tell you, without seeing any of her other stats, is broken beyond belief and will completely change the metagame beyond all repair. Damn, range 14, PAL-12, weapon master... Damn you to hell. An enemy warcaster had this to say as he sat 14 miles away in his trench. Well, I think... <laughs> Death! This and means, that of course, comment. that the only way to possibly balance her is to have, for her to have no focus and no spells. And because Rat let's four. face it, being able to shoot a gun that's maybe a little bit more powerful than Siege's rocket cannon is so insanely overpowered, you know. It's just funny that they didn't just call it a uh, brutal shot like all the other weapon masters. Well, besides the uh, Darn. blood bloodbrewers, whatever they are now, blood trackers and wolf riders. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't understand why in range. I guess weapon masters are trying to make it simple, but yet they still have brute shot, which isn't just this model gains weapon master. MK2. I guess it's to leave design space for saying you grant weapon master to a unit, maybe. But I don't really get it. I figure if you're going to add an extra die, you should call it Weapon Master and then have spells be additional dice, unless you really want to stop stacking and you want to have a spell grant Weapon Master. It just is kinda design gets... space the new word for, oh, we missed that. I it's think so. design space. Woohoo! It's brilliant. I, oh, man, what a... It's not, it's not like Rate of Fire 2, is it? It's Rate of Fire 1, but you've oh, got Reinhold. Oh, that's what they meant when they said two shots. Okay. Uh, now I get it. I, oh. I think it's going to be quite annoying, but it's go, it's got to be damn good to make me take her with that god awful model. It I mean, makes it, me it makes me wonder if uh, like her feat is going to be to give weapon masters to range attacks for in her battle group. That would like, be interesting, and it, that would be a reason to have it. Although you might as well just call it brutal shot. Like, you know, give Weapon Master to all the Sentinels and uh, Defenders and all that. Oh, oh man, that would be good. I would take Sentinels. You know what? Well, I mean, really, let's be honest. Would that be just an... Compared to all the other feats, would letting it's her like give Butcher's, Weapon Master to the yeah, range attacks her battle... Would it be that broken? It's would it really be that broken? I don't think so. You've already got Butcher giving range 14 destroyers. And that additional die on everything. Yeah. Uh, I think it sounds reasonable, and I'm I'm gonna make a uh, a tentative prediction that maybe that's what her feet does, and I wouldn't be oh that'd be so nasty on Sentinels, but uh, <laughs> well, well I, I, if oh, it's man. making Sentinels, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And then you try and shoot her back, and they're like, ping, ping, shield guard. Of course, awesome. I think that that's that's something we can hope for. That's fairly realistic. I mean, oh, it's, that'd be it's, so nasty. Yes, I, I'm still thinking about the possibilities here. Chargers. Oh, Chargers would be sick. 
Four dice. Oh wait, wait, wait. Bomb. How would bombardiers work though? How would how would AOEs work? On ranged attack rolls, I'd, I'd assume you would get an extra die on blast damage, or her feet could just be gaining additional die on direct hits. But I don't yeah, know how yeah, that, that's more reasonable. Well, but that is interesting. How would they work with a uh, weapon master work with an AOE? Hmm. Hmm. We will see. Well, that is, of course, if you're right. Well, you know, I, I'm, I could just start, like, multiple threads on it, and if y'all really want, I could get them all locked and banned, and it'll happen since people seem to believe that I caused that to happen with, with things. Of course. If Sparty whines about it enough, it will get done. If I, not... if I cast Martyrdom, it happens. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry, but that's... that's... Almost too geeky for me. Uh, do we want to say anything about the uh, the new Mercenaries release, like uh, Madeline and Rutger, the sucky Jack Marshall? Wait, I haven't even seen their stuff. You haven't seen it? I haven't uh, seen it. Madeline stuff. is two points, and basically what well, she does is... I've seen is, Madeline's stuff, I think. Yeah, I, like, if you're base-to-base with her, that. plus one to command range, and anything that any enemy model that enters her command range, something in her command range, I believe, can make a three-inch move. Yeah, it's one of those things that's nice because you know if they're going to activate it. It's not something that they can charge her up and do crazy stuff with. It, it lets you pretty much end any potential of ranges uh, of a melee assassination, and if if only she could just not get, run away from Terminus, it would be insane. With 11-inch Shadow of Death and you know moving him up, to assassinate better. Wait, she doesn't work for Signar, does she? She works for everyone. She is a dirty hoe. She works for everyone. No, but seriously, including wait a second. Does that add? Does that add to their command range? Yeah, plus they... one to command range. Is she oh, okay. a? Uh, is she fearless? Uh, well, it says plus one command, and that would add to your command range. I don't think she's fearless, but with a command, t- no wait, Mercs don't go under the command range of the caster, do they? No. Hmm. Man, I just wish she was fearless. I don't know, but uh, yeah, she uh, she works for everyone, including Retribution. She oh, is wow. she gets around. He is a pretty meh Jack Marshall. Yeah, did you look him up? He uh, he does that reroll one attack thing that the uh, the Kovnik does. I mean, I guess it's kind of nice to get flanked, but even then, uh, he'd be a pal twelve weapon master. That's not that awesome. Yeah, if only he gave his jacks flank to himself, that would be way more amazing. Yeah, but outside of that, I mean, drive is not that good. Mm-mm. Not even hardly worth risking. Yeah, and then dodge and tough and flank. You know, I, I am very unimpressed. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Privateer is being extremely uh, planet safe with this uh, this release line, it seems, especially for Mercs. I, uh, I think Harlan not, is damn good. Uh, well, I meant I meant Merc, Mercs. You know, not Rule, not you know Morrowind ally or whatever. I mean, just the solid. He's a straight mercenaries. Merc. Is he not an ally? He's a straight Merc, unfortunately. Okay, I thought he was a Signar ally. But uh, it's a rubbish drive. Rubbish. Flank on him isn't that super awesome. I guess if he's two points, you can take him for a hand cannon at rat six. I take. Oh, never mind. I don't know. I, maybe with a buccaneer. Yeah, I someone st- did suggest a buccaneer. I just don't really see it. Oh, I forgot he had a hand cannon, but but still. It's like you, you could. It's possible to take uh, McNally for a rat seven multi fire, but it, it, he doesn't does not seem very useful. Eh, throw him in the Dannon and bull pile. Yeah, a cool so idea sad. that just doesn't work. I mean, if he had Pronto. Yeah. They're such great models. Yeah. I think that if he had Pronto, he'd be useful. Actually, uh, I, I see his, I see the reason for taking him. I yeah, see the reason I, for taking him. Yeah, I want to hear this. 
if you want to take a Merc Jack and you don't want to take Dirty Meg because she dies like a bitch. What an awful. Uh, and yeah. yeah, that's about it. But but why not take Sam? Oh well, because Sam's more expensive. Yeah, I wish Dirty Meg was better. All the uh, non-relic uh, Jack Marshals besides Sam are very lackluster. Actually, uh, he would be really interesting with the mule because you can re-roll the attack roll if you don't crit, and you can boost it. But wouldn't you shoot him? Wait, wait. You're not shooting if you're flanking. Oh, you're not talking about flank, are you? No, no I'm fuck flank. Oh, okay. I Just gotcha. talking about the draw. Gotcha. You've got a mule, and you roll three dice to try and hit, and if you don't crit, you can just re-roll him. Which, uh, it's decent, maybe? Yeah. Uh, well, he, he's, he's going to be a corner case for some theme lists, yeah. but... Otherwise, he's he's in the Meg and Dan in a bull pile. Yeah. Meg would be okay if it didn't force you to charge her drive. Well, does her charge grant a free? Does her drive grant a free charge? Yeah, but you have it gives you Pathfinder, and I think if I don't even know if it's a free charge, but you have to charge. If it just yeah. gave you Pathfinder and an option, then it would be nice. But currently, she is yeah. the least popular uh, privateer model. I mean, you know, the privateer over Brandon. Oh, I like Brad again. What are you talking about? Okay, I, th- I think that pretty much sums this all up. Yeah, yeah, we're getting off on a tangent. Yeah, I think the podcast is over as soon as we start advocating Brickin' Bradigan. Dude, <laughs> okay, look. Hey, I'm going to like play you with like Bradigan and who is the other one? Oh, yeah, Stryker and Bradigan. You know what? We didn't even talk about how... Signar and Mercs go together because that's a real phenomenon that's been happening lately. We can talk about that during the Merc cast. Yeah, we can because they're the lines are becoming blurred. It's either Signar with Mercs or Mercs with Signar. Thank you for listening to Out of Formation episode two. We're sorry for all the technical difficulties. That means that we can't really do this live as well. So for the next episode, we're just going to have call-in periods. We're going to give you a period upon which you can hit us up on our Skype username. We'll put the information on the boards. You can call in, talk with us, have some comments, and we'll put in the final edition of the podcast. But thank you for listening. We Hope you've enjoyed our little rambling on. Guys, anything to say? Uh, thanks for bearing with us, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been interesting. Uh, hope to see you all next episode.